0: Have you seen anything like that? On Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Darren's still out on vacation. You've got me, Jimmy Till Until uh, 645. It's Budweiser's weekday sports beat. Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Hopefully you're doing well. Kind of a sad day in the NFL. The uh, The... News of Jalen Ferguson passing away. That came out uh, That came out earlier today. News is breaking now that uh, uh former Colts and Ravens nose tackle Tony Saragusa has passed away at the age of 55. That kind of Both of those are 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 the kind of uh the kind of deaths that's like, whoa. So just uh you know, it goes to show we are promised nothing as far as uh, as far as uh, as far as how much time we have here on Earth. So, you know, make the most of it. And, uh, you know, you know, prayers, of course, uh, to uh, to each of their families. So the uh, the mood around the NFL, not all that great either or just because of uh, the, uh, the the Daniel Snyder situation in, uh, in Washington, uh, he, <laughs> this doesn't look good for Dan Snyder. This isn't going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back. It, it, it's, it's just not. What's going to be the, the straw that, uh, that breaks the camel's back is, uh, is the financial stuff, because you know there <laughs> there's some errors with the books, and the NFL figured it out, as well as I believe the SEC, the uh, not the Southeastern Conference, but the you know Securities and Exchanges Committee. Some numbers were askew in uh, in Washington, as far as uh, as far as the uh, the, the commander's playbook. And uh yeah, just uh you know we seeing Daniel Snyder not want to testify and kind of defend himself in at least the uh the, the workplace environment uh aspect of uh of the House Oversight Committee's uh look into things. That doesn't look good. That that that's not a good look. <laughs> that's It's not a good look, but like I said, it's it's not going to be the thing that breaks the camel's back. It's not going to be the straw that 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 breaks the camel's back on 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 this aspect. Because um you know, beforehand, you know, team was still profitable. The team's value has increased since he's been the owner. Like you can't really ask for much more than that. If you're uh, if you're the NFL, if you're a uh, if you're a team of uh, you know in the league, you know it, it, one of the owners, what have you? It's it's helped the the overall value of the league as well. Helps keep it you know that that prestigious that prestigious value that uh, that franchises apparently have to in order to be taken seriously in today's NFL. Not that anybody's been taking the Washington commander seriously for quite some time <laughs> kind of since Dan Snyder took over really I, I I haven't been able to consider that team any sort of uh any sort of serious towards putting an actual winner on the team or uh thinking that that was a team that was well run we obviously know that you know the my suspicions at least <laughs> that the team was not well run uh all over the place (laughs) well proven but uh yeah I, i i'm still wanting to know what uh what the uh overseas commitment to the washington commanders was that uh that kept dan snyder from from testifying today roger goodell testified virtually you know zoom call Got chastised by Jim Jordan of Ohio, of all people, for uh, for throwing barstool out of the <laughs> out of like the media areas a couple of years ago at the Super Bowl. Barstool, of course, took to uh, took to bragging about that, and you want to be hitching your wagon to that, guys? You want to be hitching your wagon to Jim Jordan, a guy who's got his own problems, a guy who as wrestling coach at Ohio State is alleged to have sexually abused some of his wrestlers. Hmm. You want to be tie- you, you want to be tying your uh tying your trailer to that? I wouldn't. So today today's just a, today was just a weird day online quite honestly. Like I'm not I'm not going to lie. Just looking at Twitter today as as things are just you know, flying up through through my Twitter feed, it's just like, huh? Like that barstool thing really kind of threw me. I was just like, why? Why would you want to? Why would you want to brag about that, guys? If it's anybody else, okay, fine. But that's that's not the guy to that you want taking up your cause. I'll just say that. And then of course we we also had NFL social media blowing up at uh at Chase Claypool. It's not lacking in confidence this offseason, Chase Claypool is. He's hoping to get back to the uh hope help the Steelers at least get back to the NFL playoffs this uh, this coming season. He hauled in fifty nine passes, eight hundred sixty yards, pair of touchdowns. This year, he's expecting a breakout season. A lot of people are expecting a, a breakout season from Chase Claypool. Certainly, taking the time to uh, to talk the talk as well this summer. He appeared on the I Am Athlete podcast to talk about the upcoming year. <laughs> One comment in particular catching the attention of fans around the league. What do you think it is in 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 this soundbite? What do you think that 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 would be? I understand. I know for a fact. I am not like. The rest the rest of right. the guys in the yeah, NFL. Talk, talk, yeah. I know I'm a top five receiver. Yeah. I know I'm a top three receiver. Yeah. Mm. A, you know, I, like, keep going, Right When I'm working, I'm like, oh, you know what I'm saying? I'm a dog. Like, okay. Um When you are on, you are on. If that makes sense. <laughs> if that if that makes sense to to anybody when chase claypool is 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 plugged in and when he's totally focused yeah you know what i would at least put him i would at least put him in that top 5 conversation maybe not top 3 top 5 Pro- probably better probably a better argument there but uh He wasn't even the best receiver on his own team last year. Do we remember that? Showed flashes. Showed some great flashes. That's all he's done in the NFL is just shown flashes of greatness. Wasn't even the best receiver on his own team last year. That said, I mean, li- listen to the response on 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 the uh, the I Am Athlete podcast that that had Chase Claypool on it. Just listen to this reaction, and I can kind of see why people would get in his corner. I understand. I know for a fact. I am not like. The rest, the rest of right. the guys in the yeah, NFL, talk talk, yeah. I know I'm a top five receiver. Yeah. I know I'm a top three receiver. Yeah. I'm lo- mm. you know, I'm like, Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Keep going. You know, I, I just got the people. Right? When I'm working, I'm like, oh, you know what I'm saying? I'm a dog. Like, Not going to lie. That's that's a confident sounding man right there. And honestly, I kind of like that in a, in a receiver. I like that in a receiver. I like that in a quarterback. I like that in a, like that in a running back. I like that in a uh, hell really any player in any sport. You know, if you ask him, you know, how how good does he think he is? I think I'm pretty great. Now. That of course leaves things open to interpretation by plenty of people. And he's still young. Don't get don't get me wrong. He's still he's still young. Like he was just here, you know? just here not all that long ago he's got the tools but we saw it here even you know like it, it. he would be pretty pretty inconsistent at times may want to tone it down on the celebrations too don't get me wrong his celebrations you know in as far as touchdowns go when you're actually able to see them, not bad. But un, un, you know, un, until you've gotten to that to that level of equity, maybe tone it back a little bit. Maybe pull it back a little bit. Pull it back a little bit. It'll be interesting to see how he uh, how he feels about uh, being a top three or a top five wide receiver in the NFL with a uh, with a rookie quarterback. Kenny Pickett, of course, the uh, the draft pick by the Steelers, first round. Uh, he was good at Pitt, you know. Don't get me wrong, but it's still a rookie quarterback in the NFL. There's a learning curve. <laughs> there was. There was a learning curve with Peyton Manning. There was a learning curve with. Uh, with Tom Brady. In fact. Brady didn't even play in his rookie year. It was Drew Bledsoe's team. Brady didn't come in until his second year. You know, I mean, there there's plenty of instances where, yeah, they're you know, hell, both Manning brothers. Quite honestly, Peyton was a mess his first season. Eli was a mess his first couple of seasons. One other guy that I'm thinking of too. That was just that was just more or less kind of thrown into the fire. Certainly wasn't Aaron Rodgers. He had you know what five years of sitting on the bench. That kind of seasons you a little bit. But being thrown into the into the deep end of the pool, like being an you know rookie quarterback in the NFL. You know it's you know Kenny Kenny Pickett's going to get a going to get a crash course in how to deal with. With his receivers. <laughs> with his receivers who want the ball. And he's not getting them the ball. And he's throwing picks. And he's getting set. Sa- and he's not seeing the guys wide open. And all that stuff. He's about to... He's going to get a rude awakening. The NFL comes fast at guys. It's just a fact. So, And I totally expect... You know Chase Claypool in in search of being a top five, top three wide receiver. Totally expect him to be right there amongst everybody else, giving out the noise. It's gonna be a real interesting year for Pittsburgh. Real interest because I mean, if you're not gonna go with Pickett, you going with Trubisky. Ugh. Ask Bears fans how that went. Ask Bears fans how that went post, post year two. Not saying it's all his fault, you know. Nagy kind of Nagy kind of screwed him up a little bit, quite honestly. But <clears throat> he uh he didn't do himself any favors either. So, yeah, Chase Chase Clay, we'll, we'll see, we'll see. It's not a bad fantasy option. Would like a few more touchdowns out of him, maybe, you know, better than just a pair. But if you're, you know, if you're doing like a, uh, you know, by receptions, okay. Yeah, Chase Claypool can have can have some good games there. If you're a, if you're in a straight if you're in a straight just points league, you know, just straight, you know, just using scores, ooh, good luck. Buyer beware, as far as uh, as far as Chase Claypool goes. Budweiser's week- Budweiser's weekday sports beat, uh, brought to you by Budweiser, the king of beers. Locally distributed by United Beverage Company of South Bend. Baseball fans, this bud's for you. Also by Tim Growl, State Farm Insurance. Mention Sportsbeat and get a free gift with your free quote. Call Tim at 574-232-9981. The Food Bank of Northern Indiana. Hunger is a story we can end. Find out how at FeedIndiana.org. The St. Joseph County 4-H Fair. Summer starts here July 1st through the 9th. Get details at 4hfair.com. Barnaby's of Mishawaka and Granger serving our community while serving Michiana's most favorite pizza since 1978. And by pet refuge, urging you to adopt. Don't shop, where new beginnings have happy endings. We got a lot of baseball to talk about today. There's all all sorts of stuff as far as uh, as far as as far as baseball goes. Got got a lot of gambling info as far as baseball goes. Got uh, some you know pitchers maybe moving at the trade deadline. Got a lot of that. Latest All Star ballot standings came out, or at least the first set of uh, of All Star, you know, ballot results have uh, have come out. Who who deserves a little bit more All Star love? There, there's there's some guys. Will Leach of you've uh, he, he wrote an article for MLB.com with with his five. I've got a few. I've got a few guys that probably need a little bit more love too just just saying um and yeah just like i said tons of baseball tons of baseball today if you're if you're a baseball fan today's your day happy wednesday it's budweiser's weekday sports beat sports radio 960 wsbt A uh, update from Chicago. White Sox losing to the Blue Jays, 9-5, Lucas Giolito. Five innings, seven earned runs, just three strikeouts and a walk. Ooh, that is that is not a good day. Um, I, I really do think that there might be something in the water today. This is from uh, from NBC Sports Chicago. Something weird happened even before this game started. We've had an ejection before first pitch. One of the Blue Jays coaches, it looked like possibly their hitting coach, walked out to the area behind home plate to exchange lineup cards, and he was ejected. That can happen sometimes. <laughs> you know, sometimes he had a long night, it was very hot. And things didn't go the way you wanted it to go and so you carry it over. Uh, okay. <laughs> like I said, there's there's something in the water, man. There's something in the water as far as as far as well everything today. Getting coaches thrown out before games. Chase Claypool saying that he that he's awesome, that he's great, that he's a top three wide receiver. Okay. You had this last night. Pat, I don't know if you brought your pet squirrel to the ballpark today. I was going to and forgot. Go ahead. No, you didn't forget. He's on the field. He's playing right in behind Ian just to make sure left field is covered. Now three guys are chasing the squirrel. Good luck with this one. They got no shot. I, I'm saying no chance. He's darting left. He's darting right. He got away. He's in the clear. He's He's at the the 10. He's at the five. He's to the five. (laughs) Touchdown, Squirrel. The Cub bullpen members look terrified. And the drama will subside. Boy, that was tense there for a moment. And whoever was in the background there at the uh, (laughs) Cubs-Pirates game last night, apparently having a blast with the Squirrel delay. Squirrel delay. <laughs> hmm. <sighs> this is what you get in <laughs> late June, early July. That's, that's that's what you get, I guess. Uh, so, we're, Major League Baseball's trying to... Uh, Trying to help things as far as, uh, you know, the treatment of the ball goes for uh, for pitchers and also for hitters. Lately, it's almost as if they've... Because, like, the first... I yeah, I, I think I'll say it. the first two months of the season, watching some games... You'd think, oh wow, he got all that one, and it's a fly ball to left or a fly ball to right, you know, a fly ball into the gap, you know, kind of warning track power type hits. Now that now that it crossed into June, things have been a little bit more on the upswing as far as uh, as far as home runs go. Hell, the Yankees are launching them at this point. Although when you have a guy like, you know, John Carlos Stanton and and Aaron Judge, you know, it's probably pretty easy to just launch a home run no matter what the weather. But for everybody else, for all the other mortals in in the game of baseball, the dead ball kind of got stored away, I guess. Of course there's still plenty of other treatments, you know, you, like the pitchers got to, you know the uh, the balls anyway have to get muddied up so that there's not as much, you know, so that the pitchers can get more of a grip on the ball so that they can actually control things. And that's important in the in the new era of you know really having restrictions on what you can use as you're pitching, what you can use to grip the ball essentially and the league sent a memo to all 30 teams on Tuesday now requiring tweet teams to muddy baseballs before games using the exact same technique muddying is the process of removing the gloss from new baseballs to give pitchers a better grip so that they you know the ball doesn't just go flying into the well now flying into the netting in front of the stands it's been used in, you know in in the game for decades but like i said you know the crackdown on on foreign substances on on, on baseballs it's now important you know as important as ever so major league baseball went and sp- like from from what i can tell From this story, Major League Baseball went and set up cameras with each of each of the 30 teams and just watched them muddy up some baseballs. I feel really bad for the guy who has to sit there and compare footage of how one team is muddying up a ball compared to how another team is muddying up a ball? <laughs> was it? Was it? Did he? Have, did he have four? Did, did he rotate it four times or five times? I can't tell. Apparently, every team had had, had like different techniques that they would use. And I can I can understand, you know, like say Denver having. Maybe a little bit of more of a different technique. Just because the the baseball acts differently in Denver. It acts it acts differently than it does everywhere else in Major League Baseball. I get that Denver would be a little bit different. Okay. But apparently, you know, everybody else it's it's just hey, what whatever you think is best. Nope, not anymore. There, there's rules and regulations now on how you can muddy up a baseball. <laughs> the proper technique, according to this memo, involves painting the full surface of the ball with mud using two fingertips. Then comes the very precise rubbing motion with the ball in between both hands to get mud into the pores of the leather. Muddying each ball is a thirty to forty-second process. Just another attempt at uh, to reach as much uniformity as possible for the dozens of balls used throughout major league parks every night. And I can understand you, you. You don't want teams going too crazy. You know, every you know, like there should be at least some sort of uniformity. But you would have thought. That that's kind of what was happening. Like, does does how they muddy up a ball in say Anaheim affect you know like is it that much different than how they muddy up the ball in say Atlanta? Is it is it is it that much different between you know the the, the the two stadiums in, in Chicago or in New York League garnered feedback from players over the last two months um, apparently not in response this this memo coming out is not in response to uh, to Angels pitcher Michael Lorenzen hitting. Seattle Mariners outfielder Justin Upton in the head with a pitch on Friday. Lorenzen indicated that the ball slipped out of his hands. Apparently the decision to use a uniform muddying technique has been in the works for weeks. Apparently this this memo also informs teams of uh, standardized handling and storage of the balls. Again, you expect it to be a little bit different in Denver. They're a mile high, humidity's different, all that. All baseballs to be used in a specific game must be mudded within three hours of all other baseballs being used in that game. Once the muddying process is completed, all balls should be placed back in the Rawlings boxes with dividers, and the boxes should, be, should then be placed in the humidor doesn't say whether it's next to the Cubans or not. In the past, balls were allowed to go directly into the humidor. When taken out of the humidor for that day's games, only eight dozen balls at a time should be placed in a ball bag. In the past, there was no limit to how many balls could be in the bag, but players felt the ones at the bottom felt too chalky. Each team provided a poster showing the acceptable range of appearance for a mudded ball in both dark and light situations. All game balls must be stored in humidors for a minimum of 14 days before being taken through the muddying process. Again, does it matter if, you know, say, the guys in Seattle spent 35 seconds muddying a ball, you know, painting the ball? With two fingers, you know, if they spent thirty-five seconds compared to maybe like twenty seconds in St. Louis or thirty seconds in St. Louis, even does that five seconds really really make that much of a dif- of a difference? And how do you enforce this <laughs> if I'm baseball? Like, how do I inf- how do you enforce this? Is there gonna be is there seriously going to be a major league baseball official in every ballpark? Making sure that the baseballs have been muddied properly. (laughs) Like, of all the things that, that baseball should be concentrating on... And don't get me wrong, you know, foreign substances, you know, okay, sure, crack down on that, but... You know, the 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 muddying of baseball's down to like you know just this minute detail this this is what you're spending your time on you've got a game that you know people depending on the night can't find the game that they want to watch because it's on three different providers and of course all of them would be blocked out for some reason you know, like if you live in Iowa or something where there's six teams in a in in blackout zones you've got games that quite honestly are are just more boring than ever just because you've got more and more teams their their whole key to offense is just hit a dinger and see what happens see what happens otherwise just go up there swing swing for the fence like that's the offense strikeouts are at a you know all time high nobody wants to see a bunch of dudes striking out some defensive plays you know that would be nice some actual good hitting good situational hitting would be good And maybe, you know, games not lasting four and a half hours. <sighs> Yankees and Red Sox, I'm looking at you. Cardinals and Cubs, you, you're you over there too. <sighs> like, seriously, like, the Field of Dreams game is coming up later this summer. And it's the Cardinals and the Cubs, and those poor people in Iowa are going to have to sit in that cornfield for like six and a half hours <laughs> because you've got all the production that goes into goes into things with Fox, and you've got you know the big pregame ceremony and the, you know guys coming out of the coming out of the corn just like in Field of Dreams. Those people are going to be there for. You know what, I will I'll even say eight and a half hours. Why not? They're they're gonna have to spend an entire afternoon into the evening at a baseball game. I'm a baseball fan, and I would be going for the exits at say, you know, four hours in. You've got me for four hours at a baseball game. <laughs> anymore? Uh uh-uh. uh. Nope. I I can't handle it anymore. I gotta I gotta go find something to do. Where's the, where's the, where's the, uh, where's the radar gun for, for schlubs like me? <laughs> With our, at best thirty mile per hour fastball. I want to go show that off for a little bit. You know, can I, can I go do that? At least you could do that at some ballparks. You know, there, you know, the the field of dreams game. Yeah, was, hey, here's some corn. Awesome. I haven't even thought about traffic, even either. <laughs> Holy cow! Ten hours. These people in Iowa are going to be spending ten hours at a baseball game. But let's worry about muddying the ball first. Let let you know. Nah, we don't we don't need to shorten the game at all. We don't need to you know have double the amount of commercials that we typically have. On like say, a local broadcast, as we do with special broadcasts like that. Or playoff broadcasts even as well. Nah. Nah, we don't... Nah. Nah. Don't need to fix those. Ugh. This has been... Exhibit number 3,578,318 of why Rob Manfred hates baseball. <laughs> hates the game that he's the commissioner of. Because he's caring about all the little crap that nobody else cares about. Ugh. Jeez, I can't wait for him to... Like the owners got to come to their senses at some point, right? And say, you know, this guy, he's not the guy. Right? You hope. Got to help you win some money coming up in uh in just a few. Got uh some Stanley Cup final numbers uh for for tonight's game, game 4 between the Avalanche and the Lightning. That happens at 8 o'clock tonight, by the way, on ABC. Um, yeah. And and tons of gambling news as far... You know, tons of gambling numbers as far as baseball goes, too. Because... Pretty fair amount of teams, you know, they've got the travel day. Either they either had them this afternoon or they've got them tonight. Before they uh, move into new series, you know, tomorrow and in, uh, into Friday. So... Yeah, tomorrow may be a little bit of a scarce betting day. Looking at the schedule. Ew, it's not the greatest schedule in the world. It's all coming up. Budweiser's Weekday sports beat, Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Sports Radio 960 AM WSBT. Know anything about Twitch? Well good. Yet another way for you to uh, enjoy Budweiser's weekday sports feed coming Monday. Twitch.tv slash sports radio 960 WSBT. Just that simple. Just go there and uh, you'll be able to see Darren's new tan. I imagine he's getting a tan. What kind of a tan does a guy get in Canada at this time of year? Hmm. Anyway, speaking of Canada, hockey. Uh, Stanley Cup final, game four. Tampa Bay hosting Colorado tonight. Uh, Tampa Bay showed up (laughs) in game three. Game three was all Tampa Bay. All Tampa Bay. They won 6-2 it didn't even look that close by the end of it i did find it funny that uh at the end uh and i wasn't the only one <laughs> i wasn't the only one who found it funny either uh ross colton he's one of the uh one of the one of the players on the uh, on the tampa bay lightning he made a uh, a a 2-1 reference to the uh, to the Colorado bench as he was skating off. You know, after after the game ended the other night. Ross all you did was just remind them that they're still leading this series. <laughs> they're still winning, dude. <laughs> still winning. Hopefully Ross has gotten, you know, a little bit a couple of pointers as far as smack talk goes from uh, from at least one of his teammates. God willing. <laughs> Apparently all the guys on Colorado were just laughing at it. It was like, ooh, good, thanks. Yes, it is 2-1 now. Okay. Colorado made... They're the type of team that I could see absolutely using... A absolute drubbing like they got in Game 3 and using that as inspiration and it actually working as inspiration. Odds currently looking like uh, Tampa Bay being the favorite. Makes sense. Minus 260 on uh, on the money line. Uh, Colorado at plus 220. I told you to take the, uh, the over on goals, which... Uh, the other night was six. It's six once again tonight. Um, yeah, over six. That's just going to be your easiest way for money on this game. Trust me. That's like a can't lose. That That's almost a lock. That is almost a lock. Over six goals. Even with the best goalie in the world... Although not even in the NHL, mm-hmm. um, he didn't win the Vesna. Vasilevsky didn't win the Vezina Trophy last night. It went to Shosturkin. But um, even with Andre Vasilevsky standing on his head, he's still giving up at least three. That's that's just that's just Colorado. That's just Colorado blasting the puck past him. High on the blocker side. It's his kryptonite. So take the over of 6 goals, all right? For uh, for tonight. I don't I don't I I don't see I don't see any of the remaining games going under 6 goals, quite honestly. I really don't. So over 6 tonight for for the Stanley Cup final, okay? Like I want to make that like a 99999999995 percent lock. I still need that, you know, a little bit of wiggle room in, in case say it goes five goals. Just need that. Sports Center update coming up. Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat rolling on on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Sports Radio 960 AM WSBT. Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat rolling on. Jim in for Darren. All my social media reachable through one simple little website, jimonsports.com. It's all right there. It's pretty, pretty self-explanatory from there. If you need a tutorial after that, yeah, um, I, 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 don't know what else to say. Quite like, honestly, I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it's, it's, it really is easy. Jimonsports.com uh, for uh, all of all of your Jim Irizarry needs. Uh, the All-Star ballot. You can go stuff the box. Uh, you know it, they say you can only vote once per day, but if you know how to clear your browser history, you can do it as many times as you want. I would imagine doesn't take a lot. Uh, the uh, The first set of of uh, of voting results is out for both leagues. Some surprises. <laughs> I'm not going to lie about that. Kids, so, yeah, there's 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 a couple of surprises anyway that that have stood out to me. Uh Wilson Contreras of the Cubs, he's the uh, the leading catcher. Uh he's the leading vote catcher vote getter among catchers. There we go. In the National League, uh then it's Travis d'Arnaud of the Braves, Yadier Molina in in the mix at number 3. Paul Goldschmidt of the Cardinals. He's uh, he's leading first baseman. Jazz Chisholm of the Marlins. Number one amongst second basemen. That surprises me a little bit. Like I'm like I'm surprised that Albi Alby's is number two. You know he's right there, but I was actually kind of. Sp- Surprised by that. Also, like, Jazz Chisel. Who, who, who saw that coming? Did anybody see that coming? Manny Machado, uh, among third basemen, the uh, the leading vote-getter, by a wide margin, too. Holy cow. He's got almost a million votes. Uh, Nolan Arenado, the number two, has 581,000-plus. Yikes. Um... As far as shortstops go, Trey Turner of the uh, of the Dodgers. He's got a pretty comfortable lead over Dansby Swanson. I'm surprised Tommy Edmond of the Cardinals isn't a little bit higher up there. Fangraphs has Edmond as the seventh best player in the majors by war this year. Third overall in the National League behind Machado and Goldschmidt, both leading their respective positions. Baseball references version of war has Edmund even higher than that. Maybe you don't think that, you know, that Tommy Edmund, maybe you don't think he's the best player in baseball. Okay. Maybe you had never even heard of Tommy Edmond. quite honestly, if uh, if you haven't been paying attention to the Cardinals. Who knows? But he's got to be better than the fourth best shortstop in, in the National League, Right. Like, that just, that just seems crazy to me. Just once. And Tatis Jr. Like, has he played at all? (laughs) What's he doing at number five? Why? Stupid fan stuffing. (laughs) Fan stuffing the box. Even though, you know, I... Basically, just told you how to do it. Uh, DHs in the National League, which is still kind of weird to say, but I welcome it. Uh, Bryce Harper leading the uh, the category there. That uh, that shouldn't really be too much of a surprise. Bryce Harper has been pretty much writing the book for the National League on how to be a DH. It's a good thing that they uh, that they adopted the DH too, because he wouldn't be able to play. Bryce Harper needs Tommy John surgery to, to be able to throw again. But he's waiting until the end of this season to do it. Because you, you apparently don't need to rely on you know the area that's damaged in his elbow. You don't need to rely on that too much for hitting. So that's why he's been DHing all season. He's got over a million votes, but yeah, he he wouldn't be able to play if the National League hadn't adopted hadn't adopted the uh, the designated hitter. Mookie Betts, Ronald Acuna Jr., Jock Peterson, all leading the uh, the outfielders as far as uh, as far as uh, the NL All Stars go. I'm su- like, what's Juan Soto got to do? He's at number five on the list. And I know. Yeah, the Nationals are Huh. What can you say about the Nationals? <laughs> the Nationals the Nationals are terrible. Terrible. And it's not like he's even having like the best year of his career. But he's leading the league in walks like he always does. The only NL outfielders with more total bases than him are Mookie Betts, justifiably in first. Not saying that he shouldn't be. And Kyle Schwarber. Soto more than makes up for that by wiping him out of defensive metrics, right? Like, Kyle Schwarber still not all that great with the glove. Still hasn't figured that part of the game out. Fifth in voting, Juan Soto. By the way, do we need to do we need to start a campaign to get Juan Soto out of out of DC? Do we need to do we need to start a campaign to save Juan Soto from from the Nationals? From having to stay with the Nationals. We gotta get him out of there, man. We gotta put him on a winner. I know he won a World Series with the Nationals a couple years ago. Not like seriously, not all that long ago. But God, that team is going nowhere fast. Get him out of there, man. Nationals are like, nope. Not going to do it. Nope. You could, nope. We are not moving Juan Soto. Ugh. Thanks. Thanks, Washington. Thanks, Nationals. Thanks. American League. Alejandro Kirk of the Blue Jays. We got a fat guy leading the catcher category, and that's awesome. Honestly, (laughs) I heard the comparison earlier today. If Williams Astudio was a catcher and was also good, he would be Alejandro Kirk. Alejandro Kirk had a home run today that was just a bomb, just unbelievable. Jose Trevino of the, of the Yankees, a distant second. First baseman, Vlad Jr. of the Blue Jays. Ty France, Anthony Rizzo of the Yankees, in number three. He's probably fighting for that reserve role, if that winds up going to the number two. Uh, because Vlad Jr. has more than double the amount of votes that Rizzo has. Almost double the amount <laughs> that Ty France of the Mariners, is the number two player on the list, almost more than double he has. Uh, Jose Altuve of the Astros, uh, top among the uh, second basemen. Espinal of the Blue Jays, a lot of Blue Jays on the list, which makes sense. A lot of a lot of people want to see a lot of the Blue Jays, not just Bobichet and 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 Vlad Jr. That's such a fun team to watch. God, I, I, was, watch, I was watching the, the game on Sunday between the Yankees and the Blue Jays, and that that was just a slugfest back and forth. That game was ten a ten nine final, just taking haymakers at each other. It was just so fun, just so that that was a fun game, and I think it was over in like three hours. Our shortstop, ah, oh, okay, I'm coming up on short Uh Third baseman, Devers of, uh, of the Red Sox, Rafael Devers. Jose Ramirez of the Guardians, they're actually really close to being neck and neck. They both have over 700,000 votes apiece. Yeah, I got no problem with that. Anthony Rendon being the number six guy on the list for third baseman, though, that kind of bothers me a little bit. Like, play a full season. God. Shortstops, here we go. Bo Bichette leading the shortstops. Tim Anderson, number two. Xander Bogarts of the Red Sox, number three. Each of them have over 500,000 votes apiece. Like, the difference between one and three is like 60,000 votes. So that's that's actually pretty close. I mean, it's... <laughs> Again, I, I can't argue about Bo Bichette, but, man, Xander Bogarts is probably probably just hitting his head against the wall, wondering, what more do I have to do? Mm. You're down. Alvarez... Of the Astros leading designated hitters. I think Jordan Alvarez is going to be in the MVP talk for the season. He's having he's having that good of a season. Shohei Otani, uh in second, but pretty far behind. Top three outfielders: Aaron Judge, Mike Trout, George Springer of the Blue Jays. John Carlos Stanton is number four. Uh Judge and Trout each have over a million votes. Aaron Judge actually the top vote getter out of everybody, I believe. If I'm reading that correctly. Yep. One million five hundred twelve vote one million five hundred twelve thousand three hundred sixty-eight votes for Aaron Judge. Yeah, can't really dispute that. Mike Trout. Um hmm. glad that they kind of go overboard like i like if you're going to pick an angel pick taylor ward instead but hey you know trout sometimes is the face of baseball so we got to put him in the all star game you know he's he's the face of baseball when he wants to be i'm still just happy that alejandro kirk is leading the catchers in the american league Again, fat guy catching. That's awesome. That's fantastic. I'm surprised Jeff McNeil isn't getting more love, especially being in New York. In the National League for second baseman. You know, I mean, he's third, but. McNeil plays better defense. He hits better. He's hitting 327 on the season. 327 Like he he's the reason for the Mets turnaround is that Jeff McNeil after a down season last year came back with a vengeance this year. Put him in the All-Star game for God's sake. Yeah. So, that's that's the All-Star uh that's the All-Star vote right now. Like I said, if uh, you know, if you want to play by the rules, you know, vote once on uh, on Major League Baseball's website, or you know, just play around with the <laughs> play around with the with the cookies and the history on on Google Chrome for a little bit, and you'll figure out how to vote a bunch of times. We'll go through some uh, some gambling numbers coming up in just a little bit. Some uh, some some baseball numbers for uh, for the few remaining games. College baseball, by the way. Uh, Earlier today, Oklahoma beating Texas A&M 5-1 to advance to the College World Series final. Uh, They'll play the winner between Arkansas and Mississippi if... uh, Let's see. What is it? Um, If Ole Miss wins tonight, they'll play OU next. If Ole Miss loses... They'll play Arkansas again tomorrow night. I think that's how that works out. Arkansas has one loss. Ole Miss doesn't have any losses so far. I think that's how that works out. Should work out anyway. Dan Patrick, above the noise, right now on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Budweiser's weekday sports beat. Brought to you by Budweiser, the king of beers, locally distributed by United Beverage Company of South Bend. Baseball fans, this Bud's for you. Also by the Food Bank of Northern Indiana. Hunger's a story we can end. Find out how at feedindiana.org. Pet Refuge, urging you to adopt. Don't shop where new beginnings have happy endings. Tim Growl, State Farm Insurance. Mentioned Sportsbeat. Get a free gift with your free quote. Call Tim at 574-232-9981. Also by the St. Joseph County 4-H Fair. Summer starts here July 1st through the 9th. Get details at 4hfair.com. And by Barnaby's of Mishawaka and Granger, serving our community while serving Michiana's most favorite pizza since 1978. Let's talk about some gambling. Let's see. Are any of these games that I've got... so I know what to lead with, quite honestly. No, okay, Good. good. Good, 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 good. Like Rockies and Marlins is about to start. Dodgers and Reds is about to start. I'm not giving you either one of those. Not at all. Let's go Giants and Braves. Right now finding themselves as the number two and three wildcard teams in the National League playoff hunt because we're paying attention to that before the All-Star break. Still, not a bad chance for you to win some dough. Uh, Giants turning to Carlos Rodon. He's allowed two earned runs or fewer in 11 of his 13 starts. That's pretty good. Uh, also posted 11.2 strikeouts per nine innings. Has given up just four home runs in 73 innings of work. Giants bullpen. Giants bullpen kind of a different story 18th in bullpen era after leading mlb teams in this category last season like they were so far at so far and above everybody in the national league in the bullpen and now neither team though got four innings out of their starting pitcher on Tuesday so both bullpens kind of got worked a little bit too much Charlie Morton gonna look to uh, have a little bit longer game he's completed at least five innings in eight of his last nine but he's also surrendered at least three runs in eight of his last 11 while giving up three and a half walks per nine innings leading to his season ERA of 506 yay Giants are eighth in the league in runs per game on the road at 4.7, sixth in home runs per game away from home. They've also scored at least four runs in nine of their last 13 roadies. Morton's given up six homers in his last six starts. He's kind of throwing beach balls up there. Giants, they've got hot bats to go with the, uh, the hot Atlanta weather. Giants plus 105 tonight against the Braves that's your play. Orioles and Nationals. Nothing quite like a bad... You know, a a game between two bad teams to, uh... to help win you some cash. A couple of different ways, too. That game starts at 7.05, by the way. So, uh... The, uh... Giants-San Francisco game starts at 7.20 tonight, so, you know, there's that. Uh, Orioles at Nationals, 7.05 tonight. I like the Orioles. Uh, straight up here. Also, you know, the run and a half on, on, on their end. I like that. Tyler Wells isn't exactly the type of pitcher that you expect much from, but he's been a quality starting pitcher this season. Orioles are one game under 500 in games he's started. Not bad for a team that's nine games under 500 overall. Wasn't exactly great in April, and that's kind of why nobody thinks of him. Quite honestly, Baltimore lost each of his first five starts as a result. In his last eight, though, the Orioles are six and two. He's posted a 3.21 ERA in that time. More importantly, Baltimore has won by two-plus runs in each of those six wins. Hence why you go Orioles minus one and a half. And plus they're going up against Patrick Corbin of the Nationals. Yikes. That's all I can use to describe Corbin's season, quite honestly. Don't really need to dig too much into that. Just pretty... I'm I'm pretty confident in, in Orioles minus one and a half. Also, another, another chance for you to win some money in this game, all right? Tyler Wells allowing five and a half hits, taking the under on that one. He's gone over this mark once all season, just once. Even in that awful start in April, he's only gone over five and a half hits once this season. Baltimore has managed his pitch count, sure. At the same time, though, he's worked into the sixth inning four times without giving up more than five hits. The one outing that he went over this mark came back on May 15th. Nationals haven't been exactly tough on right-handed pitching either this season. June, not an exception. Fourth highest ground ball rate against righties this month, which is part of the reason why they rank among the bottom ten in pretty much every offensive category against right-handed pitching in June. Again, that's... Those are pro- probably the only two reasons <laughs> to watch Orioles and Nationals tonight. That is... oh, That is a... That is a... That is a poo-poo platter du jour. Like, you can't get enough of that one. Ugh. DJ- just when you think it's over, here comes another dump truck full of poo. <laughs> Cardinals at the Brewers, 8-10 tonight. The uh, the money play here, Adam, Adam Wainwright allowing over 6.5 hits. It's a high mark for a pitcher who has a 3.06 ERA, but Yachty's on the injured list. You know, they've got history. Could be a little bit shaky between him and whoever they've got taking his place. Wainwright isn't guaranteed to be as effective as usual. Even then, the righty uh, has put together a solid march while giving up a lot of hits. He's given up seven plus in six of his thirteen starts. Four of those starts coming on the road, which is where he finds himself tonight in Milwaukee. More importantly, four of the outings in which he's allowed seven-plus have come in his last five starts. So he's just kind of letting guys get on base right now. It's a little bit of a sit in that way, isn't he? Adam Wainwright, over six and a half hits allowed tonight in the Cardinals-Brewers game. Brewers haven't exactly been great against right-handed pitching of late, but, like, how many times has... Have have the Cardinals and Brewers played in like the last three weeks. Like forty-five times, I think. By the way, who made the who made the baseball schedule this year? Good god. Have some pride at least in your job. <sighs> Additionally two of his starts in which he's allowed seven plus hits came versus Milwaukee. So yeah, Adam Wainwright, over six and a half, it's allowed. I like that a lot. As I start knocking over things. Let's see. Let's get one of those uh <laughs> I just bashed it, but you know, let's let's talk about it. Colorado at Miami. That starts in uh a minute. <laughs> Rockies are only 11 and 19 on the road this season, but their bats, particularly Charlie Blackman's bat, have woken up. They've recorded nine or more hits in six straight, reaching double digits in five of them. Chad Cool the Rockies, he's been pitching his tail off. He's got no support though. Rockies have scored a total of four runs in his last four starts. Miami, meantime, has lost five of Pablo Lopez's last seven turns and allowed a season-high seven runs in his last outing. I like the Rockies there. Colorado, minus 170. Or uh, or plus 170, I'm sorry. Colorado, plus 170. Hmm. Yeah, Yankees uh, and Tampa. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that pitch, and and then we'll get on out of here. Yankees at the Rays tonight. You would think, you know, just easy call here, Yankees, Yankees straight up. No. <laughs> Aaron Judge isn't playing tonight. still think they're going to win, though. <laughs> Isaac Paredes uh, kind of sat in last night for, for Aaron Judge, too. They did okay last night, though. Uh, Judge is back in there tonight. It was last night that he didn't play. Sorry. Misread that a little bit. Uh, Judge is back in there as expected tonight. Got to fade the Rays just because... Uh, you know they're missing so many regulars. It's a shame too. Jordan Montgomery's pitching really well this season. Three and one, two seventy two. Mm. Just a reminder that you should always wait for lineups, even though you know, even if it costs you money, just wait for the lineup to come out. That does it for me. Uh, have a uh, have a good rest of your evening. South Bend Cubs baseball just around the corner. We'll uh, we'll get that. We'll get to that next with the uh, pregame show here on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. S O S D D. Get this over with. Put us out of misery.